18 after 4, we are talking in our relationship uh, corner this morning, understanding teenagers. Parents, I'm talking to you this morning. Siblings, older siblings, you know you've been there. And now you're dealing with your own teenage uh, siblings. We've got Rosia Mohammed, who's a counseling life coach. And we're talking about understanding teenagers. Rosia, very good morning to you. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for for joining us uh, this uh, morning. Let's talk about understanding teenagers. It's a stage where a lot of things are happening. I mean, both you and I have been teenagers before, and I'm sure we both drove our parents up the wall. (laughs) Most certainly. You know, it's that time of your life when you're not an adult and you're not a kid. So you're somewhere in between Mm. and your emotions are all over the place. Your hormones are all over the place. So you need a year nor day. And to get someone to understand you and where you're coming from is a mission. So I'm talking about it from the teenager's point of view. From the parent's point of view, it's like you literally want to tear your hair out Mm. because you're dealing with bipolar slash schizophrenic So, you know, sometimes parents find themselves, uh, you know, in in, in a space where they don't actually know what to do. They're not equipped to deal with um, teenagers because it seems as if everything they do and everything they say is wrong. You know, and sometimes parents can end up feeling despondent and, you know, the, the, the relationship between the parent and a child or a teenager, if not managed, it can even spill over into adulthood in the 20s, 30s. And you trace back where did things go wrong? It was during those teen years. Yes. Um, you see, we see things as we are. We don't see things as it really is. Mm. So when you're talking from a parent's point of view, what happens is parents look at it from a point of responsibility. I need to shape and mold this individual and he or she needs to listen to me because I've been there, done that, and I have several T-shirts that have gone small. <laughs> but the thing is, what we need to realize is that each teenager is an individual. And it's not about finding common ground. It's about understanding each other's differences. And the only way to resolve conflict with your teenager is to basically place yourself in your teenager's shoes. Mm. So literally placing yourself in your teenager's shoes and seeing where he or she is coming from. And that will kind of basically open the lines of communication, which is so important. That's very true. Rezi, I'm, I'm struggling to hear you as clearly as um, I would love to. Maybe if you can just move around a little bit for us so that um, we can catch our conversation clearly. Let's talk about some uh, very practical steps for, for parents, you know, who are dealing with teenagers. I do have uh, something in front of me here that has some basic steps of some do's and don'ts. And the first one here says, stop asking what's wrong with you and that's a question that a lot of parents are asking what is wrong with you and according to the writer it sends the message that there's something fundamentally defective about uh, your child what's the best mm-hmm. way for parents to communicate with their teenagers uh can you hear me now i can hear you okay um the thing is that imagine if you are an adult 
and you are having a conversation with someone and the first thing they tell you after having a bit of a few lines of conversation is what is wrong with you so what would that elicit that would elicit a defensive response because mm. you are using the word you so the best way to tackle that is not what is wrong with you but i feel that the action is wrong not something is wrong with you mm. Mm. so you don't you kind of detach blame to the person so instead of saying you did this i feel that the action that you did was could have been done differently because the moment you say you already you get the defensive walls and then you get um resistant behavior mm-hmm. so put it down to yourself what would i do if somebody had told me that and so it's other words it's about um you know trying to understand from the teenager's perspective yes certainly most certainly However, how do parents then continue asserting their authority as parents because ultimately parents must parent? Well, the thing is that there's a very fine line between being a parent and being a friend. And it's about asserting those boundaries and yet being accessible enough so that your kid will come to you when they have an issue and not go to a friend that will tell them um life is short why don't you just do the action so they would come to you and you would be able to give them constructive advice so it's not about being the authoritarian being the hitler in the relationship it's about being accessible but yet they should know that that level of respect should be there as you are the parent and that takes constant hard work um these parenting workshops i offer them on a constant basis there's a self help books there's all of those things to learn how to become accessible to your child but yet have that boundary of respect and another thing that i'd like to also um chat about is when you are speaking to your teenager i mean there's a there's something here that says don't raise your voice i don't know how practical that is because most times uh, it does end up being a screaming match between teenagers and parents well it only becomes a screaming match because you're matching the vibration of your teenager okay so when i explain that vibration is the energy that you give off basically mm. when you are interacting with the individual so if you are going to scream your teenager is going to scream back at you because that is the energy that you are giving off and more often than not we as humans think that in order to be heard we need to speak loud in order to be heard we need to scream and that is definitely not the case Mm. You know, when they say silence is a death reply to a fool, mm-hmm. so the silent treatment works better than this loud, authoritarian, uh, I'm the boss, you need to tell me what to do. Again, put yourself in the shoes of your teenager. If you are at work and your boss or your, your team leader or your project manager uh, constantly screams at you, 
what would they get from you in return? They would get resistance. Mm, very, very true. And you'd end up also uh, not being as passionate about your work because you already have built this negative perception, you know, towards that person. And when it comes to parents seeing their children going down a wrong path, for instance, you can start seeing that there's uh, new friends that were never there before. The behavior is mm-hmm. changing. They're becoming more rebellious, you know, and uh, you're starting to suspect that there may be a secret alcohol use or or maybe they've mm. started having sex and they haven't said, you know, and they're mm-hmm. hiding and maybe even drug use. You know, when parents start to pick these things up and they want to reach out to their children before, you know, it's too late, before their children get deeply, you know, embedded in some of these behaviors, how should they do that? Again, it's very much about being accessible mm. and it's about not taking the authoritarian stance. So if you... For example, hypothetically, if your teenager is indulging in substance abuse. So instead of playing the blame game and saying that you are a bad person, you are making me have sleepless nights and what have I done to deserve this and you are really, uh, you need to get out of here, all of those kind of things. Why don't you try the stance of I understand where you are coming from We have also had these challenges when I was your age. Come, let's sit down. Let's give me your challenges. Let me help you. So Mm. it's about lowering yourself to the level of your teenager and saying that I understand where you're coming from. So I'm not here to judge you. In the same way, when I get teenage clients and they are pleasantly surprised because here is an adult that's not judging me. Here is an adult that's not lecturing me. Here is an adult that's not telling me what to do all the time Mm. and how to be because he or she thinks that he or she is perfect. So So understand your kid, where your kid is coming from. Mm. Respond accordingly. And when it comes to then, um, you know, putting your foot down in terms of... um, uh, you know, just protecting the child and, you know, saying that I don't like these friends, you know, you're not allowed to have, you know, these people in the house or you're not allowed to sleep over because what I find uh, from parents is that they often uh, take the default position of tough love, you know, to, mm. you know to, to say, you know, sometimes the sweet talking and, you know, the, the being a friend doesn't always work, that sometimes you've got to take the tough love stance to actually get the message across. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say your first step would be the whole, I understand where you are coming from. Right. Right. Okay. Step number two, if that is not working because your teenager is taking advantage of that situation, then by all means, I would say, go on to tough love. But tough love does not mean where you're going to become Hitler and a sergeant in the situation. Mm. What you're going to do is you're going to you're going to elicit clear boundaries. This is allowed, this is not allowed. And stick by it, especially if you are in a co-parental situation where both spouses or both parents are in one home. Then you should, inevitably, you should be having the same stance. They shouldn't be able to manipulate one parent because they see which is the easier one. That should not happen. 
Because, because if that happens, mm. then surely they are going to manipulate one parent or the other. And said, mom said, dad said. Yes, mom, mom is agreeing with what um, I want to do or what I am doing. So what is your problem? Mm, very important for parents there. Thank you so much, Razia, for joining us and just sharing some of these uh, tips. You know, what I'm taking away from our conversation is don't be a Hitler, be accessible, but also be able to set those boundaries with your teenagers. And illicit respect. And respect illicit very, respect. Very, very important. And also, if you want to um, receive respect, give respect. Mm. realize that your teenager is an individual they're on their way to becoming an adult and you are not there to mold and shape their destiny they have their own destiny what you are there for is to guide them Mm, very important thank you so much Razia for joining us and please to share with us your social media handles Um, I'm at Life Coach Razia on uh, Twitter, Instagram Razia Mohammed on LinkedIn, on Facebook, Razia Mohammed. Please do add me and uh, let's get motivated. Wonderful. Thank you so much. 28 minutes before 5 o'clock. Stay with us.